Welcome to a Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan. For the first week of November and the 31st week of Ordinary Time, Your Excellency, we have a beautiful week ahead of us as we remember our dead. Indeed, yes. Look at that. We're in November already. Isn't that something? So November starts off um, with that commemoration first yesterday, joyfully, of all the saints, and now on the 2nd, with the commemoration of all those who have died, All Souls Day. So, um, so we t- today, in a very particular way, and through this month of November, we remember those who have died, very particularly those who have died in the last year. We think about the impact that they have had on their lives. We pray um, for them as they make that journey um, from this side of eternity to glory with God, that we pray that those who have died will enjoy the fullness of the resurrection and be with God forever in heaven. So we assist them with our prayers, and we also ask them to pray for us along the way. That's what we call the communion of saints, that um, that the ties, using one of the funeral prayers, the, the, the ties, the bonds that knit us together throughout our lives do not unravel with death, but rather... We, we have confidence God remembers the good that we've done. He forgives us our sins, and we can help and pray for each other along the way. So these days are very, very important. The funeral mass is such a beautiful mass. It's one of my favorite masses. It, it uh, brings out uh, a lot of feelings for the person who's passed, but it also roots us on the promise of Jesus. Do you have any um, a, um, special affinity for that mass uh, over and above a regular mass or um, or oh, it's what, always it's like? it's always a privilege when you're offering from a priest's point of view. It's always a privilege when you're offering a funeral mass. Um, you're with a family at the most critical moment when they've experienced um, a, a traumatic loss, but also um, to join them in that prayer for the individual who died. Um, you're right. The prayers of the funeral mass are very beautiful um, and and very profound. But they're dealing with the most profound mystery of human life, and that is that our time on this earth is relatively brief, but that you and I were created for eternity, and so we get down to our deepest hopes. And and really, when you think about it, everything we do in the church. Everything is geared toward that moment. All of the work of the church, um, the social work of the church, the catechetical work of the church, the evangelization work of the church, it all comes down to having that possibility um, to, 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 to share in what God has promised us and that we believe firmly God is faithful that we were made to live forever, that Christ came on earth to save us, that his passion, death, and resurrection has saved us, and that the person who has died is accompanied by the Lord, and we want to pray with that person. You know, one of the sad things, you mentioned how beautiful the funeral liturgy is. Sometimes you see it turning away from it. Sometimes we've made the funeral liturgy so much about consolation, and Believe me, the funeral mass does give a lot of consolation. But really, the point of the funeral mass is to pray 
for the individual who died, to um, ask God to bring that person to new life, to, to the resurrection, to forgive that person's sins, to help that person on that journey, if you will, over to the fullness of life with God in heaven. So we, we tend to lose sight of that, and we really can't afford to do that. That's why a day like All Souls Day is so important. It's a stark reminder that we're made for more than this earth and we need to pray one another um, to, to connect um, with that beautiful mercy of God. You know, we're praying for those who are faithfully departed. Uh, your coat of arms bears the words from your grandparents. That's that right. will be done. That will be done. Um, I chose the motto on the coat of arms from the tombstone of my grandfather, and then years later, my my paternal grandfather, and then years later, I discovered the same words were etched on the tombstone of my maternal grand uh, great-grandparents. And yes, I will be done. Um, that's that's a leap of faith, right? To To say, God, I trust you. I trust you. And, you know, we realize that God's will is that we live. God's will for us is that we have life in all of its fullness and, uh, and, and that we will be in heaven with him one day and, and enjoy the fullness of his life. That's why God came among us. That's why Jesus died on the cross. And then we see that God keeps the promise as Jesus rises from the dead. So, uh, yes, these are, these are big-time, important, important mysteries. And, you know, St. <clears throat> Paul says, if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, we are the most pitiable of people. Our faith is in vain. It's not worth doing any of the things we do if, if our faith is just about making us nice people and helping to get along in this life. <clears throat> faith is about so much more. It's all geared toward the toward eternal life. It's all geared toward the resurrection. And uh, and so um, these days are important. You know, on Monday we celebrated the Feast of All Saints, so that was a little bit more joyful. There's, I guess, a little bit of a somber ring as we commemorate all the dead. Um, but then there's a... Um, um, a celebratory ring as we had celebrated all the saints and uh, uh, we think of the saints who have uh, really transformed history. We think of some of the canonized saints of the church. I had the chance on Sunday to be at St. Patrick's Church for to celebrate the canonization of um, St. Margaret of Costello and uh, we recognize how that um, devotion at St. Patrick's is really a big devotion. People pray um, at the shrine of St. Margaret for healings, um, for those who are suffering. And she, who had all kinds of difficulties, never pitied herself, but actually became a source of strength to other people. So we think of some of those canonized saints, but we also think of people that Pope Francis calls the saints next door people who touch our lives, the people who maybe go un, otherwise unnoticed but, but make a huge difference. These friends of Jesus Christ who are now living in heaven with God, they're praying for us, that, that cloud of witnesses. They're encouraging us, cheering us on. If there was a uh, pamphlet, uh, Sainthood for Dummies, 
How could we become a saint? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Jesus gave that to us in the gospel this week, just the way everything fell. So on Sunday, um, we heard the scribe asked Jesus, well, what's the most important commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's the path to sanctity. It's to love God. And, and notice the, the emphasis, he says it over and over, all, with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. So, so Jesus is asking us to hint everything in love to God, trusting in God, because you know we love God because God has first loved us. And then if we really and truly love God, then we love our neighbor as ourselves. Um, so, so that sense of giving it all to God, this coming Sunday we'll have the widow's might. And it's not about putting money in the collection. It's about this woman who gave her all to God. She did it in trust. She knew that God would be faithful to her. And that, that it's less about the money. It's more about, Lord, I give you my everything, and I will be done. You're talking about the heart and how our heart needs to be all in, all in for God and, and for Jesus. This Saturday is uh, a special day of celebration within our diocese for the Sacred Heart. We gather from 9.30 to approximately 12 at St. Paul, and we'll hear from Peter, uh, Father Peter John Cameron and Father Laramie and yourself at Holy Mass um, as we reflect on the loving heart of Jesus Christ. I know that's a devotion close to your heart. Yes. Yes, indeed. I was thrilled coming here in Columbus to, to learn of the extraordinary um, devotion to the Sacred Heart here in the diocese. And so many homes, so many families have dedicated themselves to that enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Um, a very concrete way of, of saying, Jesus, I invite you into my home, and I invite you into my home really to be part of my home, to be part of my family. It's not just a passing prayer or devotion, but a genuine invitation to Jesus. I want you in my home and part of my family. Um, that is so powerful. I, I always had the devotion to the Sacred Heart, but I was never terribly familiar with this um, enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And it's such a powerful movement here. And then um, on Saturday, this will be the third time for me um, the, to celebrate the Sacred Heart Congress. Um, what an inspiring day. People gather and um, you have it on the radio and uh, pe so people can take part wherever they are um, in the prayers and the work of that day. Always some inspiring talks. I remember your talk from two years ago. Um, people sharing, giving powerful witnesses of how the power of that devotion to the Sacred Heart, the power of entrusting ourselves entirely to Jesus and and then <clears throat> to, to Jesus, but also to, through Mary, inviting in the Immaculate Heart of Mary, um, saying, I hand everything over to you because I trust you. I, I really do trust you and I... I, I, you know, the sacred heart, the symbol of his, God's love for us. So as we make that pledge to try to love God with everything we have, we do so 
only because we know we've been loved first, that God just loves us beyond our wildest imagination. And Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. Let's ask God's blessing in a particular way on those who are struggling and those who are suffering in these days. Let's commend to Almighty God those who have died, especially the members of our own families or communities who have died in this last year. And let's ask the Lord to show his mercy to us and help us along the way. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And thank you for joining Bishop Brennan for his dialogue on the faith. You can view Bishop Brennan's video at uh, the YouTube feed for the Diocese of Columbus, or you can listen to the podcast at stgabrielradio.com or on the St. Gabriel Radio app.